Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Connie, and along with dog lover Meg, and today she is going to tell us about the vampire of Le Moui. Le I know Moui. you love it when I give you French words to pronounce. You know my mouth is dog. stupid. <laughs> you know I got a stupid mouth, girl. Um, I will pet your dog, but that's your dog and it needs to stay at your house. I like just petting them. I got too many kids to bring any more dogs home. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm going to be very honest opening this up. I don't know why I did this episode. (laughs) I do because it's the vampire of insert place. And anytime I see... uh, my brain goes, oh, vampire of, that's probably graphic. I'm interested. And I just spiral from there. And guess what? It was graphic. I was right. It's gross. It's corpse theft. It's necrophilia. It's the early 1900s. So there are your trigger warnings. I started and I got too far into stop. So that is where we are headed tonight. And I apologize. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> It really was like that. Like, I was interested. I'm like, okay, start. And then it just got worse and worse, and I I had to keep going at that point. There was no you going back. You have to. You have mm-hmm. to. So it was September 1901 in the beautiful southeast of France, picturesque commune called Le Mouis. And the southeast of France is known for, like, the French Riviera, beautiful weather, the, like, pastel landscapes and mountains it's beautiful but Lemuy is small it has always been small so when neighbors began complaining of an unusual smell coming from the home of Honore Artisan Honore apologized and he's like no 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 I'll find the smell that's bothering you because he assumed it's probably an an animal in the attic right it's probably something got up there and died Maybe there's garbage up there. It's causing this horrible, rotting smell to consume the area. Whatever it was, he was going to handle it. And as he climbed into the attic, what Honore discovered was not a dead animal or garbage. As he was investigating, Honore believed he saw a wild animal burrowed in some straw. And so he hit this attic invader with a shovel. But it was not a wild animal. It was just dark in the attic. And what he thought had been an animal was, in fact, the corpse of a girl lying in a bed of straw in his attic. So he's shocked. He calls the police immediately. And investigators arrive. And they are searching the attic. And they found not only this girl's body, but several assorted body parts and religious items that seem to have been stolen from local grave sites. And they detained him. They detained Honore Artisan, but they released him because his son Victor made a full confession when he got home. Investigators would soon realize that Victor Artisan wasn't just some petty criminal or grave robber. As the ghastly details of his crimes came to to light, the press nicknamed Victor the Vampire of Lemuy. 
Victor Artisan was born in Lemuy in 1872 to his mother and an unknown father. His mother later married Honore Artisan, who raised Victor as his own. As a child, Victor faced frequent abuse, particularly at the hands of his mother. His mom had at one point hit Victor in the head with enough force to cause long-term issues with his mental functioning. And we talk about that a lot because we talk about traumatic brain injuries and how they can compromise your neurological functioning. And it's associated with increased risks of violent behavior. I think Carl Panzerin was a huge one that we talked about that in, right? Like had had some of those people or these people that we've talked about had less head trauma. They might not have, they might not have been as violent as we expected them to. His mom inevitably left Victor with Honore who continued to raise him, but his childhood wasn't significantly better after his mother abandoned him. Uh, And I kind of painted Honore as like aloof, like, Oh, there's something in there, but he also was kind of a petty criminal. He had a really bad reputation in the village. Um, and that reputation kind of influenced the way that Victor was treated throughout his ad- adolescence. He did go to school, but he had significant learning disabilities that led to him being bullied. Uh, kids would call him, I'm going to butcher this word. I think it's Nino, which meant booby, like a stupid person. Uh, He had a very lonely existence as a kid. As he got older, Victor would chase girls in Louis, and usually they were like, ew, no thank you, because Victor would follow the girls to where they were peeing, and he would lick their urine up. Yep. I wish you guys could hear my face right now. (laughs) I know. That is awful. Yep. Uh, He also would publicly masturbate, which earned him the reputation of local pervert, which I think is a fair reputation. Um, He did occasionally find people to be sexually active with him because Honore would bring home people to have sex with them in exchange for food and shelter. So just a real weird life happening here. Despite being the town perv, Victor did manage to hold down a job as a general laborer for local masons, but construction jobs were kind of rare in a town the size of Lemuy. It was very small. Um, So he enlisted as a soldier for a while, but fellow soldiers abused him. And after several attempts at deserting, Victor was discharged and he returned home to Lemuy and just right back, right back to licking up pee and rating yeah in 1882 a job vacancy became available after the village grave digger died so honore and victor took over the job but honore actually fell into an open grave and hurt hurt his foot so he couldn't work anymore he was afraid he that was going to happen again his foot was messed up which meant that Victor became the sole grave digger for Lemuy. Pretty much as soon as he started solo, uh, a local girl passed away and Victor just became fixated on her to the point that he dug up her corpse and attempted to have sex with it. 
According to his confession, he would have carried the body away, but it was too heavy. So he just left it at the scene and authorities were called. And they noticed that, you know, the grave had been disturbed, but they examined the body and concluded that it had been untouched. So after they witnessed, well, Victor witnessed this careless investigation, he just became obsessed with finding new bodies to dig up. But because Lemuy was so small, there weren't, you know, it wasn't like a lot of people were dying. It yeah. Was like, it wasn't always women. So he started going to other cemeteries and other villages to engage in necrophilia of recently buried women that he would dig up. Victor would later state that in addition to sexually abusing uh, corpses, he became obsessed with all of the details surrounding the deaths of females, especially their causes of death. He wouldn't touch some. Um, In one case, he opted to not dig up a body because he learned that the woman had had her leg amputated due to like a cancer and age did not matter to him at all. He was digging up bodies as from children to the elderly. Uh. Yeah, it's not. I told you it just I started and it just kept getting worse and worse. And I was like, oh, my God. Why did I do this? Why did I do this to all of us? It's like one of those things where you just can't look away because you want to know. He explained that he would, he wanted to take the bodies home with him, but most of the time they were too heavy. So he would sexually abuse the corpses in their grave and then lay there and try to talk to them afterwards, like pillow talk. Um, And when they did not respond, he became genuinely hurt. He referred to all corpses that he abused as his fiance. Like they were all his fiancés. However, if he really wanted to take them home, he would if they were small enough. And I'm not going to elaborate on that because ew. Or, or he would just remove their head or other body part and take it with him. And that was what they had found in that attic. Just all of those body parts. Victor confessed that after he finished, he would conceal traces of his activities and just never return to that grave again. He had already, if he had already violated one grave, he was just gone. He would never even walk by it again. And he was doing it so frequently that, By the time he was caught, even he was unsure of exactly how many bodies he had dug up over time. So when police arrested him after he confessed to all of this, um, he was charged with multiple counts of necrophilia and corpse abuse. And the town of Lemuy went crazy because now they are all trying to find out if their, you know, their family members, their loved ones who were females who had died like had their corpse been abused what had happened so it's causing chaos it's going in the papers which is spreading wide because it's disgusting yeah shocking so he was interrogated and when he went to trial he was so part of why it was in the media so much at this time was because he was just so like uncomfortably candid about what he had been up to 
he showed very little understanding of why people might think that this was repulsive. He was just like, yeah, that's just what I did. His final victim, the one found in the attic, was a three and a half year old girl known oh only my God. as Louise. Artisan had brought Louise's body to the attic where he had kept it for over a week. And the smell of her corpse was what eventually led to Victor's crime uh. discovery, his confession, his arrest. Um, while awaiting trial, he was held in jail to determine if he was fit to stand trial because it's a lot. It's a lot. And just the candid speaking and the not understanding what's wrong with it. it I don't yeah, know. I, I could think... see why they would be like, wait, is he like, is he good? Yeah. Does he, does he not realize? And I think if it had been like a more recent case, I might be more inclined to be like, no, you're lying. But because it was so long, I'm not saying that people didn't lie, but it just, I don't know, seems like he got comprehensive psychiatric examinations done by several psychiatrists, including um, Dr. Alexis Apollard, who was one of the first forensic psychiatrists to study necrophilia and its link to clinical vampirism, which, tiny little digression, clinical vampirism is also called Renfield syndrome, and Renfield is Dracula's servant in Bram Stoker's Dracula, if you're into that. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just an obsession with drinking blood or like attempting to drink blood and like trying to bite and suck. Ugh, gives me like blah, a little bit of a nick there. Victor wasn't drinking blood that I know of or that I researched, um, but Dr. Pollard happened to just be famous for that research and he described Victor as a degenerate, impulsive, sadist, necrophile. But still, he, Victor just seemed incapable of understanding the gravity of the charges against him. He would laugh when the doctors asked him questions. It was noted that the only time he seemed anxious or nervous to be in prison was he asked if they were going to cut his penis off. And that was the only time that he was like, wait, I don't think I want to go there. Is this going to happen? Yeah, that just if they were going to castrate him, that was the thing that was he was scared of. Otherwise, he would like giggle inappropriately during his interrogations. He legitimately seemed happy in prison because they like let him smoke as much as he wanted. And he had regular meals. He just really showed a complete lack of remorse and seemed pretty delighted to know that he was becoming famous across the country. Like, he enjoyed that. Uh. Yeah. The case kind of got famous in, like, academia because even though whenever I think, like, whenever I read about necrophilia and stuff, I always think, like, Ed Gein. And um, yeah. I know this isn't quite as gory because Victor isn't, I mean, it still is, though. Victor didn't kill any of his victims. The details of that were very intriguing to several prominent psychiatrists at the time, and a lot of them came and analyzed Artisan's crimes, and they've since speculated about Victor's motivation. 
So psychoanalyst William Steckel interviewed Victor um, specifically to study some of his more bizarre claims, because if you thought those were bizarre, they get weirder. Um, In addition to sexually abusing corpses of strangers, Victor claimed to have had sex with the corpse of his mother something that Steckel believes was a fantasy because his mom left. She was not present in his life. Yeah. Uh, Victor also claimed that he regularly ate cats and rats and that he earned most of his money via local men soliciting him for sex work. And they were like, well, these things might be more plausible than the mom thing. But uh, again, if we recall the lapping up pee thing from earlier artisan also drank his own bodily fluids claiming that it was a pity to let it go to waste dude (laughs) dude i am not trying to kink shame anyone as far as like that type of like bodily fluid play like that is your thing i go off have at it like do it but, like, this, you're drinking the urine of people who don't want you to be. Like, all of this is yeah, fine if it's consenting. consenting. is different than lapping up pee from the streets. Yeah. And also, why are you, I was I, – I get, like, moments where I think that this is a recent case. And I was like, wait, because I was like, why are they peeing just in the street? And then I was like, well, different time. Yeah. Or, like, where are they peeing that he's lapping it up? That's what I'm picturing. I guess it really wasn't specific. He it just said that they were in the areas that they were peeing. So, like, well, I don't, I'm thinking about this too much. I'm going to keep going. Field? <laughs> I have so many questions. I mean, I've peed in fields. So many. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, Deckel inevitably invited, um, I'm sorry, Steckel inevitably linked a bunch of these things that he was claiming to a fear of castration, to his sexual perversions, and concluded that he was suffering from a form of sexual infantilism that was linked to low intelligence. And Victor Artisan was sentenced to spend the rest of his life in a psychiatric hospital, and he was deemed not guilty by reason of insanity, which I buy. Um, Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all I have for that. I there are like there are more than ten criminals that go by the vampire of fill in the blank. And I know that the one most people think about is like Richard Chase, vampire mm-hmm. of Sacramento. Fuck that guy. But I did another one recently, the John George High case. He was considered he was also called the Vampire of London. There's Argentina, Bucharest, Bitov. Dusseldorf, Galkowek. There's so many. There's Elizabeth Bathory. And did you know she has the Guinness record for most prolific female killer? Mm-hmm. I did know that. Do you is do you feel weird about that? Like, is that an ethical record? No, I don't understand why that is. Like, uh, like I a remember seeing that. I think in a serial killer. I say this as I'm like, oh yeah, in my serial killer desktop calendar, like. <laughs> So I guess, who am I to say? But it, I, I read it and I was like, Guinness, what are we doing here? I feel weird about it. I feel super weird about it. 
That is a weird one. Not as weird as the case that you just said. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, I told you. That's why I apologized before I even started because. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be like he didn't murder anyone. No, he didn't murder anyone, but it's. Still like victims? Like there are still victims? Like 100%. Their whole families are victims. I can't imagine like, you know, you lay your loved one to rest and then. Your child? Two months later, it comes out that this guy's digging up all the female corpses and calling them his fiance and like trying to pillow talk them after he sexually abuses them. It's just a lot to take in. Especially like children and like meemaws. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Ugh. And his mom hadn't died when he was saying he No, his had, mom like- didn't die. His mom left. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I don't know if I missed that, like, she had passed. No, at the beginning, so she was abusive, and she left him with his stepfather, and his stepfather continued to raise him, um, and she never came back, as far as I know. She was just gone. So they think he created this fantasy where she had died, and he... Whenever you tell me, or whenever I read that someone is a chronic, like, public masturbator, I'm like, this is not going to be good. Mm Mm-mm. It never is. It's, you know, the whole thing just, it makes like you just like cringe up. You're like, it gives ah, you the ick. Big ick. Big ick energy. Oh, I like that. Big ick energy. <laughs> that needs to be a sticker. Add it to the list. Okay, I'll put it in my notes. My phone. That's awful. Ugh. Yeah, so I'm sorry that um, I gave you guys all a super gross case, but... It's no, I mean, we've still talked about pretty gross stuff before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just necrophilia, man. Next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm usually pretty okay until that's mentioned. Or, like, anything with kids. But, like, necrophilia, I'm like, Ugh. And so I just gave you a whole episode of just. Like, the all of the things. Just all of the worst ones. Man. Ugh, I don't. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't, like, I don't I, even know what to say. I don't know what to say. That's okay. I do. That's okay. I do agree with him being sentenced at a psychiatric facility. I do too. Uh, as I was reading it, and just like the weirder that shit guy, I was like, mm, "This man is not well. This man." Yeah, is. yeah. Because normally I'm the first one to be like, "Uh, no, put that little bitch in prison." But yikes. And he wanted to be guillotined. Like, he was disappointed with his sentencing. He was like, no, I want them to kill me. And specifically, I want them to give me the guillotine. Uh, but they made him. They were like, no, you're just going to hang out in this <laughs> white like, jacket mm, for Evs. Actually, sir, you don't get what you want when you are a are disgusting a- pervert. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, boss. You're going to end up as a mud bug in your next life. What the fuck is a mud bug? It's like a southern thing. I have to like look up a picture of I'm gonna it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> mud bug. Ew. Mm-hmm. Is it like a crawfish? It looks like a crawfish. Oh, a crayfish? What do you call them? It's like, I'm not, maybe I'm thinking of mud dauber. Let me see mud if that's the right dauber. word. Isn't that like a nest? Yeah. It's like a wasp, right? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You're going to be a bug. 
You're gonna, gonna come be a bug. a bug. And you're gonna accidentally get stepped on as soon as you come out of your little nest and see the light of day. Someone's gonna walk by with their Crocs and just catch you with the heel. It's gonna that be me, be... my platform Crocs. <laughs> just like zip. <laughs> Oops. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mud bug. <laughs> I was just like. Someone's gonna sit like there's gonna be feedback. Like what the the next negative review is gonna be like, Connie doesn't even know what bugs are. <laughs> Why don't you learn what <laughs> bugs you're what learn what bugs you're talking about, you dumb bitch? <laughs> you're smart about a lot of other things. You don't have to be smart about bugs. No, no. I just know that like there are nice bugs and there are not kind bugs. And I don't mind the not kind bugs unless you like are fucking with me, then I'll smush you. But otherwise, like, I like your best life. And I get kind of mad when people just kill them for no reason when they're like, Yeah, I know a bug. Or like they just are like, Ah, spider. And they crush it. I'm like, Why? He wasn't doing anything. He was just living his life. I'm a, I just like to rehome the spiders. Like, honey, you can't go home, but you can't stay here. You don't have to go <laughs> you home, but you can't stay go here. Go home. That's fair. Um, but they like they eat mosquitoes and they're eating like flies and stuff. And those are all things I don't want around my house. So they can stay as long as they want. I mean, but do I, I still spray for pests? Off? Like, yes. Oh, do you? I don't. Oh, yeah. We have someone that comes and sprays. <laughs> I, that's fair. I just don't ever think about it. I saw this video or this TikTok of this girl and she put her hand in and just like scooped out a whole handful of like daddy long legs. And I was like, huh, that's kind of. No, I can't. That's like good for you, queen. (laughs) Good for you. Maybe that's just not a journey I'll be taking. (laughs) I will not be scooping up loads of little puppy spiders in my hands and floating them. I knew. Where is it? Is it that it rains spiders? Is that Australia? Look, Australian listeners, you know you're like one of our faves, but like fucking probably. <laughs> Does it rain spiders there? Can you tell us? Let me know. I've just heard like the spiders are as big as cars. There's not um, a spider as big as a car. No fucking That's way. what I heard. I heard the <laughs> that, kangaroos will the rumors fight you. might be true. The, 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 no, no, uh, no. We have had a lot of feedback. Because in another episode, we talked about kangaroos. And for some reason, that we have gotten more emails about the goddamn, the size of kangaroos than I any other though, email. I needed to know because I was very confused. <laughs> yes. And so if we didn't respond to your email, it's because we got a lot of them. But I read them all. Don't worry. We, uh, we are kangaroo experts now. Um, they also have sharks. That, like, have hands that can, like, grab you from the water. <laughs> like, these are just things. What? These are just things I'm hearing. Sharks with hands? Sharks this with hands. Evolutionary. I'm going to Google it, too. Sharks with hands. That's not true. You are just saying that to mess with me. Sharks yeah, with lasers strapped it. to their back. Like, I'm telling you that Australia is, like, top of my bucket list to visit. I'm so freaking excited. Like, I, it will happen for me at some point. I'm just picturing, like, sharks with, like, arms that are also two tiny sharks. Just, like. Uh. That would be pretty sick, though. <laughs> I'm sure they have, like, giant snakes, too. Not, like, anacondas from the Nile River, Amazon. but. 
Amazon. Look, I don't even know what I'm saying. I had a couple glasses of wine before I started. It just been a bad week, and I was just like letting it go. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, it, where is the Nile? You're a river in Egypt. Yeah. Denial. Um, I just. You remember honestly, the movie Anaconda? Yeah, that movie scared the shit out of me, dude. Ice Cube was in it, and I was like, "Damn, Ice Cube! Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> really, it's a yes, snake. Giant, giant creatures like the giant shark movies, the anaconda. There's the spiders in Harry Potter. I don't want any part of any of those. Like Deep Blue Sea, although I watched it as an adult and I realized it was not as like scary as what I thought because the sharks like were very obviously fake. But back then, man, I had I was up like I was up past bedtime just thinking like these sharks are coming to Indiana. I have this recurring nightmare. I have very vivid dreams for the record, but I have this recurring nightmare and I've had it since I was a kid. I'm not kidding. And it's that there's an overpopulation of sharks. And so they have had to start putting sharks in public pools in the deep ends. So you can go to the public pool, but you have to stay in the shallow end. And I always throw a Frisbee and I get right on the line of the deep end and the shallow end. And I'm like, no, no, it'll be fine. I'll get it. And the shark always bites my leg. I've had that dream probably a hundred times since I was a kid. That's a pretty... It's so specific. I know. Very specific. Uh Uh-huh. It's just... I need someone to tell us what that means. (laughs) Can you tell me what my water, water public pool shark dream that bites my leg means? And I, one time that I had it, I have another one that is also a nightmare that's recurring and it has to do with Winnie the Pooh. I know. It's very strange. But I woke up from the shark dream one time and could not breathe because I was so scared. And I remember just being like, <gasps> like that shark had me. Um, but the weird Winnie the Pooh dream is, is that I'm like in the hundred acre woods. And you remember the trees from Nightmare Before Christmas with like the doors on them? Yeah. I go into one of those and it's just like an endless tree maze and they're like chasing me and trying to get me, but it's scary. It's not like cute Winnie the Pooh. It's like scary. They're going to take me. It's like Reddit Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's like Blood and Honey, that weird horror movie Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, 100%. And But I had that dream for the first time when I was a kid too and I still have it sometimes. I always have dreams about like very tornadoes. That's a big one. There's always tornado. a fucking tornado. Dream themes. <laughs> my dream themes. And I know I'm not supposed to talk about this with the current climate of the world, but nuclear bombs. Like getting just like watching a nuclear bomb drop and then like having to like haul ass to like die. But you've said before that that is a fear of yours. That is a that is my biggest fear in the entire world. I like how when you had to do the drills for them, they're just like, get under your desk. Just like, put your hand. No, I'm about to chance. be like a vapor. Like what? I'm about to be a freaking chicken teriyaki on a stick. It's not going to work. Like, no, and it's so scary. Like, oof. You're right. It is very scary. I don't not think as about scary it. as That's like why a, I'm not scared of it. I'm scared as scary as a like demonic Winnie the Pooh. That would terrify <laughs> me know. more. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. It's always been like this, though. I watch too many cartoons, probably. We'll say it's that. I've realized that the 
nature of my dreams have changed since I started reading smutty books. <laughs> the nature of your dreams. The nature of my dreams have changed a little bit. Man. I think it has to be has to do with being in your 30s as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. It's like 30s, like, smutty hey. books. Sounds like a good night to me. Sweet dreams, everyone. Sweet dreams. Let me just read this book. That's what I do after we record. I read like a little bit of smut to like as a nightcap. That's your nightcap. My nightcap. <laughs> a glass of wine and some smut. Man, um, I do want to come to you once again, humbly, <laughs> humbly asking for your forgiveness, channeling Bernie Sanders, and once again asking you for your forgiveness because. I know you guys think that we are some radical, like, I don't even know the word for it, but we are not responsible for the gun ads and (laughs) the Patriot wear. That is 100% not us. And we just had a huge meeting about it where we were like, dude, what the fuck? What are you thinking? Oh, it's so embarrassing. So embarrassed. And we had we have a ton of uh, like angry people about it, and they're rightfully angry. Like we're mad about it too. We were we like, are Dude. mad. Like trust me, we are more mad than you guys are about it. That it like not to say like we don't like some like I get it. Like have your guns, do your thing, like, like the things that you like. But it's not. We we talked about this. We had a whole like little conversation about it. It's not in cute taste to have a true crime podcast and then in the middle of that true crime podcast be like do you need a gun no and we they change like we actually have you shouldn't hear like we've like opted out for the time being of any ads that are not directly us that we specifically put in so we thought we already had but alas we alas here we are again once again, telling Humbly you that we were begging you for forgiveness. But I was like, damn, because at first I was like, is this a Spotify problem? Like, first, is Spotify like, what are you putting in our podcast? And then we're like, oh no, this is oh, a no. this is a this is an us problem. Okay, yeah, fix all right. That. Like I had to again, email one day at a time, one day at a time. <laughs> I was like, do you guys even know what's being put in? Like, what the fuck, man. You know, you don't get mad that much, but you were pretty mad. I don't very, I don't get mad very often, but I was livid. Like I was ready to like. I was getting mm. book length texts about it, and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I know. I feel you. I understand." I'm very passionate about like our feedback because I don't like negative feedback, anyways. Like sometimes it's really funny, like <laughs> bitching about. <laughs> sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I have had a cold for six months. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) But sometimes it's like very eye opening and like it, you know, like we can step back. We're not too big to be like, oh, wait, yeah, we are doing something wrong. But this I was like, wait, what? Why would they do that? Like QAnon clothes? Like, wait, (laughs) what the fuck? What's happening right now? It was very uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. I felt like I was being punked, honestly. We were. Twilight Zone. I'm going to go see Janet Jackson tomorrow. Guess who's opening? Ludacris. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) 
Luna! I'm so hyped, Luna! Yo, it's gonna be sick. I'm really excited. I just watched his like freestyle rap. On oh, we watched that too Instagram. on Instagram. Like, Twenty yeah. times. Twenty times. You're like, Luna still got it, and he does, and I'm gonna go see him have it, and I'm hyped. I'm hyped about it. Have you? Never mind. I'll talk to you about that off air because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have our live on Sunday, the twenty eighth, for Patreon nine thirty Eastern Standard Time PM. Come drink was- and have a good time. It's a birthday party. It's my birthday party. The twenty eighth isn't my birthday. The thirtieth is, but that birthday party. We normally, it's do your the birthday. Lives on. Happy birthday, darling. We love you very, 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 very much. Yes, we're gonna hang out, and I'm gonna wear a party hat. And no one can stop me. Um, all tiers of Patreon from 1 to 10. You are welcome to join. Come hang. Come hang out with us. We'll be there for an hour. But sometimes it goes longer. Yeah, We're especially if it depends how much we drink. I drink. <laughs> uh, it'll be good. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, don't forget to come to that on Sunday. You don't have to work on Monday because it's Memorial Day. Mm-mm. So you can party too. It'll be great. Unless you do have to work. And then you know what I say? Just Yeah, I guess if you're in the service anyways. industry. You should you, still party. You deserve anyways. it. Because you're going to have to deal with assholes all weekend. So come party. Go to yep. work hungover. They will barely notice. They'll just be like, oh, look, they're still dead inside. Same. Yep. The light That's has left their eyes. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime, a Zencaster-powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. Zencaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. Zencaster gives you automatic, high-quality post-production sound, transcription, and HD video recordings of all of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should... Click the link in the show notes or at our website and use the code GRUESOME with a capital G for 30% off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which... We love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 